0: Hi friends, welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. So today is part five in the Repatterning Your Reality series. Through the winter, we have been exploring what it means to repattern our reality. It is a journey, a spiral that we navigate in the void space where we allow the pieces of us to pull apart and reshape themselves to meet the newly emerging needs that we have as we shift our trajectory. So at the beginning of this process, we identified the states of being that we were seeking, what it is that we were wanting to embody, and we utilized that information to cast a frequency field, an enchantment, an energy that we could tune into that helped us begin the process of learning of living into that which we seek. The reverberating outcome of heading in a new direction is that we send ripples out into our subconscious and it opens the caverns of our shadows and we come to meet our thresholds. We come to meet our self-imposed limitations I've gone through all of this in all the episodes leading up to now, but I want to give a quick recap. So we meet our thresholds and we come into communion with our shadows, and then we begin to tend to the frayed edges. We start to notice how our shadow perceptions have woven into the fabric of our reality, influencing our behavior, influencing our habits. Influencing our patterns, and it helps us to clarify where changes need to take place. Change is truly a participatory experience. So, the whole point of this journey is to become a conscious, willing participant in your evolution. The cycles and the spirals of your navigations are natural. They're going to occur consistently. So you might as well learn how to join the party and how to steward the energy, how to co-create with the soul path that you are on. So when we start playing with the habits that we carry and we start noticing the patterns of our behavior and we begin to implement changes, disrupt those moments and consciously weave gateways that can open new pathways to where we desire to be, we really begin to embody the transformation. But once we come to that space, once we are feeling pretty confident and comfortable in the awareness of the places and the spaces where our habits were not serving us, we need to essentially root rituals of new behavior into those spaces, And that's what the conversation today is about. It's about rooting into ritual, fortifying your expansion. It's about grounding in the transformation. In order to do that, we need to essentially build relationship with new patterns of energy. And I call these patterns of energy vital soul nutrients. It is a living, breathing practice of attunement. A lot of times when people go through transformation and they get through the nitty gritty hard shit, they want to take a breath and they want to be like, yeah, I need to, I need to have a seat now. And I fully get it. I get it. The pace is yours and you should move at the pace that serves you best. Your rhythm of expansion is yours. But sometimes when we decide to press pause on the journey, old behavior patterns have a tendency to sneak back in. And that's where we need to consciously choose to replace old habits, with new, generative, resourced, supportive patterns, or we could call those rituals. So I want to read something that was channeled through from the shadow realm about this topic specifically, and then I want to talk a little bit about what it means And then I'm going to go into the clarity about what vital soul nutrients are, how to discover what yours are, and how to begin building a relationship with them. Okay, so I'm going to begin by tuning us in. Tuning in with the realm of shadow, the wonderland of my wounding that supports my understanding forming the shape of my essence and igniting the alchemy of poetic creativity. This is my portal of transformation where I cultivate relationship with my preferences. I share from my learning the wisdom of my shadows. Choose. How incredibly easy it can be to disassociate from responsibility, to drift carelessly into the familiar shape of our recently released identity, catering to the looping voices that dictate the energy behind our choices, the distorted beliefs of our wounded history, ensuring that there is no safety in mystery, The safety is in our habits, our unconscious patterns, and our distinguished defenses. We spent years building familiarity with these trauma-spun narratives, the addictive tendency of predictability. Why, then, will we give ourselves willingly to weaving a new story with vulnerability? How incredibly easy it can be to neglect responsibility, to ignore our instinctual clarity and suppress our present moment needs in order to feed our shadow codependency, to serve the demands of our insatiable demons, gluttonously gorging on our reserves of energy. All of our vitality siphoned into a false reality of delusion and fear. But hey, it's comfortable here. We know this place. We crafted it meticulously to preserve our dignity. We needed this place to feel safe and protected, to ensure our stories were tended. This space validates all that we have endured. Why would we close this door? How incredibly easy it can be to negotiate out of responsibility. To build a case for what we seek when our shadow needs are begging and pleading. To hear the hungry ghosts howling, creaking and cracking like monsters snacking on the foundations of our transformation. It seems so innocent to give in just a little bit. To rupture our integrity for a hit. To convince ourselves that entertaining this attachment won't disrupt the reality that we have just repatterned. To advocate for self-dishonesty as we oppose what we know in our bones. The sacrifice of harmony for choices that are harming me. How incredibly easy it can be to embrace responsibility, to choose confidently as we nourish our needs, to honor our own boundaries by listening with receptivity to the guidance we are receiving, to feel the shifts in our frequency as we root into integrity, devoting our choices to the wholeness voices, trusting our knowing as we navigate this new way of being teaching our shadows a new way of seeing. The liberation from the confines of our mind as the web of old stories unbind. We are free to steward our energy into a landscape of synergy. There is no map for integration, only the present moment choices that offer us fresh options. Forging a new path is a divergence from the past. We carry the wisdom of our learnings into the evolution of our soul's yearnings. So that little channeling speaks volumes to the potential of slipping back into old behaviors. It sounds so intense, like we're so addicted to all kinds of things, but newsflash, we are addicted to our patterns and our habits and our behaviors and our patterns and even our rituals. There is a spectrum of devotion. This is something I am presently exploring and, and learning more with, but I'll, I'll sneak peek it here before I know too deeply what it all means, but there is a spectrum of devotion that includes ritual and practice and routine and habit and addiction. Those are all degrees of devotion, some of which are fully conscious and some of which are so incredibly unconscious. So when we really understand that As we grow and change, we are embracing responsibility for the transformation. It's not happening to us. We are participating with it. It's happening through us and for us. And we get to learn and live into the opportunities to make new choices. It is so easy to slip slightly, to have an old pattern sneak in, to have an old defense mechanism pop up, to have a habitual behavior somehow jump back to autopilot. And these aren't reasons for like, you know, getting pissed at yourself. (laughs) Like This shit happens. But it is super important to be conscious of what's occurring, to have the acknowledgement of what's happening, to understand that there are consequences for that choosing. We are confirming what frequency we desire with the choices that we make. And that's what I want to have Super clearly conveyed that when we make choices, when we embrace something, when we take something in, and I'm talking about energetically more than anything, everything carries an energy signature. So what we are choosing to nourish ourselves with on every level, particularly energetically, psychically, That is feeding something in you. That is nourishing something in you. So really pay attention to what you are choosing. And this is where the vital soul nutrients come in. Because they become sort of like non-negotiable daily devotions that... Feed the frequencies that you are wanting to stabilize in your reality. You are wanting to root with certain frequencies. You are wanting to root with certain energy signatures because that is what is serving you in the best way. That is what is giving you the feelings of resourcedness, vitality, harmony, liberation, wholeness, It's what's gifting you those innate resources, that primal human blueprint, your ability to navigate this reality creatively, autonomously, in your full expression, contributing your gifts, living your gifts. So the vital soul nutrients, they are essentially drawing up nourishment, like a root would. They are providing you a steady stream of resource with a frequency of your choosing. A ritual is a conscious weaving. It's like an intentional cultivation, right? It's carrying an intention of sorts, and it essentially is a vortex, a gathering of energy. It's kind of like A spell, in a sense. So an energetic potion is maybe better what I want to say. We infuse our rituals with an essence. The ingredients matter. What ingredients we choose to bring into our ritual matter. The recipe of the ritual is very flexible. It is of your choosing. It is based on your flexibility as a being, right? There's no rigidity in ritual. Ritual is fluctu... It's... How do I want to say it? It honors your natural rhythms and your fluctuating capacity. So ritual is not meant to be rigid. It's meant to... It's meant to be consistent, it's meant to be a devotion, but it's also meant to allow you to move the way you need to within it. So the ingredients matter, the recipe, how you put the ingredients together is flexible and it is unique to you. So essentially, when we tune into rituals, when we create relationship. Two very specific, unique to us rituals. We are building momentum with an energy. It's sort of like that incremental titration of, of tasting a frequency until it becomes a familiar piece of our reality. It is a communion and it's a commitment. Like when we tap into ritual, we're communing with source. We're communing with our wholeness. For me, and what I want to teach through this, is you are communing with all the elements that create your reality. So I look at it from the lens of the realms of wisdom, because those are the, those to me are the streams of energy that are feeding my reality. And I utilize that framework to help me understand what my vital soul nutrients are. And so how do I do that? How do I really clarify? And how can you clarify what your vital soul nutrients are? Questions. I ask myself questions. So because each of these specific channels holds its own frequency field, right, the realm of heart being the presence point, being the convergence point, it is a purity space. The realm of light, that is this multidimensional access, this imaginal realm of curiosity that taps into spirit guides and angels and the bigger picture and ideas and um, all the benevolent loving beings that are here to support us, right? We We have access to the astrals through the realm of light. The realm of shadow is the realm of alchemy. It is the place where our creativity births through our transformation, through our distinction, our contrast, our history, our records are in this realm. It is what creates the uniqueness that is our flavor of expression. There is wisdom in our wounding. There is wisdom in our history, in our navigation, in our, in our understanding. And that transformation process sparks alchemy, creativity. The realm of embodiment is the actual physical interface with this 3D reality. It is all the body systems, it is the intuition, it is the spectrum of emotions, it's all these different languages that are receiving information and translating that through our being, speaking to us frequently about what is occurring the realm of nature is our primal blueprint it is the earth reflection it is the cycles and the spirals and the the reciprocity the abundance the symbiotic relationship of this reality it is the way everything functions as a grand ecology so each of these things has its own frequency. And my question is it's kind of a threefold question how do I commune with this stream of energy? So when I'm speaking about the realm of heart, we'll use that as the example. I ask myself, how do I commune with this piece of me? What taps me in, tunes me in, brings me into receptivity with my heart? that whatever that is whatever whatever rituals actions behaviors choices spaces places sounds you name it whatever ingredient that is that is part of my vital soul nutrients that is a vital soul nutrient How do I tune in? How do I commune with this piece of me? What taps me into it? What brings me into communion, connection, receptivity? And that goes for each and every one of those realms. I ask that question, how do I commune with this? The next question I ask myself is, how do I restore this stream of energy? So, A lot of times what I notice is when we have an experience of life where we're living from our wounding, when our shadow frequencies are running the show from the unconscious, we sometimes get cut off from our access to these resourced spaces. And so we need to restore the channel. So not only how do I tap into it, but how do I restore my relationship to this? So how do I show up for this and really open the receptivity with it, open the communication with it? And that, again, looks different for everybody, and it might look different for every single realm, but that, too, how you restore, is a vital soul nutrient. How do I tend to this is my next question. Not only do I need to commune with it regu- regularly and restore the connection so that the communion can feel fluid and clear, but I also need to tend to it consistently to ensure that it is functioning ideally within my experience. So these are kind of like the base questions that I have where I tune in with myself and I navigate through the realms of wisdom and really ask myself these questions. And there's some more questions that I want to share that I think are helpful that might stimulate the curiosity. It might open things a little further. So for your heart, what calls you into your heart? And when I Think about that. When I really tap into that, nature calls me into my heart. Prayer calls me into my heart. Children call me into my heart. Pets, animals, tapping in with animal frequencies calls me into my heart. Singing calls me into my heart. Mostly nature. Nature's my jam. I mean, hugs. I guess hugs do too. (laughs) I love hugs. My next question would be, what opens your receptivity to support and guidance and knowing? And that's with the light realm. So for me, I do that with prayer and writing. Writing really helps me to open into the receptivity with the multidimensional realms. That and prayer, which to me is sort of like a, a mixture of, praying and meditation and casting a spell it's like this conglomeration of stuff that sounds like prayer to me but it is it is me participating in a conversation so it's often quiet and i am speaking quietly but out loud and i am asking and i am receiving and i'm listening So the next question is what activates your creative fire and enhances your transformation? For me, again, writing is helpful here, but more than writing, dancing. I can feel my body moving things when I dance. And when I dance, it is not... um, it's it's a it's a freeform situation. I move how my body needs to move. I do what my body needs to do. I make sounds, I move my body, I stretch, I stomp, I spin. It can look like a ballet dancer, it can look like a tap dancer, it can look like uh it can look like a child just freaking flailing. It looks like all of those things because it is moving through so many aspects of me. And that helps me to move my energy to to like really tap into my transformation and it it's it's like fire energy so my creativity gets stimulated writing also stimulates my creativity and tuning in with other people other beings that are sharing potent messages when I listen to podcasts or I read people's Amazing pieces of writing, I can feel so stimulated and activated in my own creativity. So, these are things that I know that I need. So, the next question is what cleanses and nourishes your human embodiment? And when it comes to that, again, dancing, being in nature, hiking, walking, these are the things that I can feel clear my field, it tends to my human body. I'm also very particular about what I choose to nourish myself with, both food-wise and energy-wise. So when I feel into that, what cleanses and nourishes my human embodiment, I'm thinking about nourishing teas, which are nutritive, long-steeped wild weeds that are full of nutrients and I drink those every day. That ritual not only helps me commune with nature, but it nourishes and it cleanses my human embodiment. The, the foods that I make, also there's ritual with those. It's, it's really a conscious choosing of all that is going to nourish me deeply walking, dancing, being in nature, drinking my teas, these are all ways that I tend to cleanse and nourish my embodiment, which helps me hear the messages that are streaming through my body. When my body feels like a clear channel, I can hear the messages, my whole embodiment is speaking to me, even if they're cryptic, even if I have to pull on the threads a little bit, even if I have to explore deeper. But the point is, I need to be in a state of clarity with my body in order for me to hear anything at all. So then, what tunes me into my primal nature? Freaking being in nature, <laughs> being outside, being in the dirt touching my feet to the ground, sticking my hands in the ground, uh, walking in the rain, smelling everything in the forest, touching trees, really relationship with nature is what ignites my primal blueprint. It's what activates my innate resources that are my birthright. So all of those things become ingredients that I then play with. These are vital soul nutrients and now I get to look at all those pieces and figure out how to make a recipe for a ritual or multiple rituals that I can tap into on a daily basis and feed myself deeply in these ways. Ensure that my whole embodiment is tapping into frequencies that deeply nourish me. So, I have a ritual with my nourishment. There are specific things that I choose to make, and the way in which I make them includes certain music or having resins burning in my house resins are sacred smoke and they clear the energy they clear the space so that way I can deliver into the foods that I'm creating and the teas that I'm creating energy that actually like super nourishes me and feeds me because I can speak to it in prayer right I can I can imbue the food and inject into my teas Prayers, mantras, desires. I'm casting spells always. So I have my nourishment ritual. I have my prayer ritual. Like I have a prayer that I say pretty regularly. And it is a tapping in, a tuning in, a calling in of energy. It is asking for support and guidance and wisdom and it is building relationship with my communion. I have a writing ritual that feeds me on many levels. It supports me deeply and sometimes it's combined with my prayer. I have a dancing ritual. It looks different every time but I promise you it maintains the ingredients that nourish me very specific music choices so as my energy is shedding frequencies that are no longer serving me i am being i'm being essentially like wrapped in these spells that i seek to embody through music Sometimes I do it with no music at all. And often I do it outside or right now there's like incredible amounts of snow outside. So I look outside while I'm dancing and I speak to the trees that I can see and I invite them in to join me in my dance and to help me with what's coming up and what's coming through. So walking, hiking, these are also rituals. Sunshine for me is huge. It is a nutrient that cannot be replaced by anything. It is cleansing. It is clearing. It is tending to my whole entire being. So in combination with any of the above, it is amplifying to my nutrient uptake of my vital soul nutrients. So at the end of the day, yours are going to look however they're meant to look. You're going to need whatever it is that you need to feel nourished in the depths of your being. But you need to actively explore what that looks like for you. You need to actively explore what the ingredients for you are that help you feel vital and harmonious and whole and resourced as a soulful being. We have you know, we have needs as like basic human needs and I'm not really talking about those. Of course, those can be woven into this, but more to the point, we're talking about energy. We're talking about the importance of our energy field and how we tend to that because it influences so many things. What I want to say about the Vital Soul Nutrients is that they truly do become a living, breathing practice of our grounding points. I mention the grounding points in a lot of episodes because they're so important. But vital soul nutrients require devotion, right? And in my perception, devotion is what builds trust. So when we become conscious willing participants in our daily experience, we commit to the responsibility of showing up regularly to embody what it is that we seek. And so these vital soul nutrients become this thing that we can show up to regularly that support us in that embodiment practice. We teach our being that we can trust our choices, right? We teach our being that we can consciously co-create our reality by choosing how we devote our energy And when we prioritize our needs in this way, when we prioritize our energy in this way, we strengthen our field. So this is really important. It's important to understand that vital soul nutrients are a devotional practice. We have to be in a state of receptivity in order to understand our needs. In order to clarify these ingredients, In order to know our vital soul nutrients, we have to listen to our whole being. We have to tune in with our guidance. We have to build fluency with all the languages of wisdom that are speaking through us. We have to be in receptivity. That's how we build intimacy. These vital soul nutrients are a very intimate practice. They're so unique to us. They're so specific to our needs. They are a practice of intimacy. Discernment. Our discernment gets real heightened when we walk the path of vital soul nutrients. The more we listen, the more we learn. And we can distinguish more clearly what's in alignment and what's not. The more we practice with our vital soul nutrients, the more we step into those rituals regularly, we begin to see what doesn't fit into that field of energy. It begins to tip the balance. We begin to build our new baseline. And at the end of the day, it is... Attunement. Every day we show up to our vital soul nutrients, we're building integrity. We're attuning to the needs that we are feeding. We are attuning to the frequency field of energy that we seek to create our reality with. So we are naturally grounding in our desired frequency by devoting and receiving and discerning and attuning with our vital soul nutrients. So that's sort of the gist of the vital soul nutrient conversation. And I want to leave you with one more channeling about this process. One more channeling from the light realm. About how we shift our energy and how we ground in our transformation. So, I'm going to tune us in with the realm of light. Tuning in with the realm of light, the channeled guidance, gifting me spells of clarity to dance within. The imaginal realm of curiosity spanning time and dimensions, opening my perception to the wisdom of expanse. My spirit guides, my guardian angels, the benevolent loving beings here to support my journey. Listen in with the messages they are sharing. The channeled message. Embrace your reality vibrationally understanding that we are all dancing energy, resonating a frequency that seeks synergistic harmony. When we step through the threshold of transformation, we embody an attuned vibration, a new expression that reflects our soul's evolution. But this is not the conclusion. Rather, this is the initiation that requires an incremental calibration, a crystallization of this evolved configuration. The learning that you are walking invites you to adapt your way of being. You are living into what has been revealed through you. Each lesson that you embrace will allow a foundation to take shape a collection of beliefs that will influence your needs. This clarity will allow you to nourish yourself fully, fortifying your field of energy and engaging your natural boundaries. You will feel protected from past sources of depletion, for they will no longer reflect your subconscious perceptions. You are rooting in a new expression, that requires you to tend to your frequency ritually, stewarding your energy consciously, and choosing in an integrity with the knowings that you carry. <sighs> so, that is all for today, and I hope this was helpful in the last couple weeks of winter coming into an understanding about how to ground in our being before we emerge from the void. I would love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions or curiosities, please reach out directly. You can comment on this episode through the substack. It's posted there. And I would love to engage with you about how this impacted your perception and if you have any thoughts or questions I'd love to explore those as well. Also stay tuned on the substack for the Weaving Wisdom Garden which is a new creation. It's a collaborative publication weaving an ecology of potent voices sharing wisdom through their unique creative rhythm. The whole point is to pollinate poetic expression, to have a space for folks that resonate to contribute their voices through their writing, through their art, through their expression, and be received by resonant readers. I was looking for a place to send in my writing so that it could be received by others. And I was having a hard time finding a space that made sense for that and i decided to just create it because i would love to have people emailing me amazing pieces of writing and art on a regular basis for me to weave together and and publish as a monthly publication so that is what is happening the Weaving Wisdom Garden is following the spiral of the seasons, and within each season there are three publications, one a month, and each one is themed with the phases of the seasonal invitation. All of that information can be found on weavingwisdom.love. There are links in the show notes. And if you have a voice that you are desiring to share, please consider Contributing writing or art or any of your poetic expressions that feel resonant with what this is. I am so stoked at all the things that are presently being sent in and the conversations that I'm having with these phenomenal creators. I have just been mind blown by all the magic and the wonder of these mystical mystical weavers. I'm so excited. I'm also going to be beginning sharing conversations as podcasts. So not really interviews, but potent conversations with these creators, with these mystical, magical, amazing folks that are sending in their writing and sending in their art. I'm going to be having them on the podcast to share about their inspirations and where they're drawing their magic from and just talking about phenomenal, wonderful things. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you everybody who tunes into this regularly. I so deeply appreciate you. I often feel like I'm speaking to the nothingness, but I am aware that there are, there are people that listen. So thank you so much for that. All right, everybody, I'll talk to you soon.